what point do we uh, do we start in on this? Should we just just start talking now? Oh, never no, we'll go. No. Okay, got it. Got it. Uh, hey, welcome back to uh, God's Country, America, Stillwater, Oklahoma, uh, also known as the Red Dirt Riviera and um, the greatest. Uh, whoa, I'm not cancer. Um, the what did they say before? We have more national championships than any other college. Forty-two national championships. And also the place of pilgrimage for many people in the state of Oklahoma who are coming to Stillwater to see these magnificent churches we have um, we have built for the glory of God. All are welcome. All are welcome. Uh-huh. Well, uh, this is Father Kerry Wakulich, the pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center. And I'm here with uh, my sidekick and housemate and friend and priest, Father Brian. Oh, the guy with the guy with two first names. That was weird. Hey, what? That was not weird. Well, uh, la- last week, last week, um, we um, we had dedication. We talked about the dedication. We did. I and liked then, it. And then school is out now. That's how quickly this all came to an end. School is out for most. Uh, Stillwater High School and Perkins Tryon High School graduations are uh, this week. Oh yeah, uh, college Dunskies. And this is what happened. You know, our old church. Um, God rest its soul. Um, old Brownie, also known as the former St. John. It, uh, when students, when they were graduating, they didn't really bring their parents over. Maybe five or six of the graduating seniors would bring their, but now it's like truckloads of people are bringing. Yeah. Their parents. Like, I'm going to bring my parents over to show them the church. Great. Yeah. That's what we want. That is well what, done. Well, that well is done. what we want. Well, it's glory to God. Do you have any regrets? And in building this? Yeah. Or in anything? Like, in it? like now that you've like lived in it for like three weeks, are you like, oh, man. No. Oh, good. No, there's, I've been in that building a lot. Remember when I said I've spent 100 hours in the last three days in this building? I remember. That's what I felt like. That was, that was at the dedication. I was like, I feel like, and I looked at Timmy, I've spent 100 hours in this church in the last three days. And him and I both laughed. Over the last seventy-two hours, I've spent a hundred hours. <laughs> that was that was funny. Yeah, it felt like it though. It was wore out, but then anyway. Yeah, I mean, you guys thought, yeah, you thought it through. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, this. Uh, what are we talking about today? What we got? Anything on the docket? I just I still have a torn calf muscle, and I'm gonna be as you're listening to this. I'm on the way to Poland to a pilgrimage, so um, yeah, say a prayer. Say a prayer for us college students and me who um, are leading these sweet children through Poland for 10 days. I love it. Yeah. Love it. We're going to go, we're landing in Zakopane and we're going to spend it. It's like Zakopane is like the Alps of Poland. So we're spending a couple days there and then sort of make the pilgrimage to Czestochowa, to Auschwitz-Birkenauer, to the Shrine of, oh, that's it, Chestova, the Shrine of the Black Madonna. And then we're going to see all these really cool saints and museums and have some really fantastic meals, all that good stuff. I was looking to running, looking forward to running in the Tatar Mountains, which is what who, I know. Who isn't? Uh, yeah, I know. And then this calf muscle is wearing me out. So y'all say a prayer for the freaky. Right. I'm going to bring my snakes just in case. Just in case. Well, that'll be good. Yeah. And then you run on sabbatical. We'll do. Let's do it next time. Ooh, let's do, ooh, let's do sabbatical. Yeah, do a whole. We should do a whole thing on what. What is the. What is the deal 
what's the deal with pre-sabbatical? I know. I was I was asked the question. The best thing is that, yeah, as soon as I was announced, people are like, is he okay? And you're like, no, he's two left turns away from a psychiatric ward. <laughs> I was I was listening to a song because multi-personality. That's him. Uh, I, I want to I talk about something. You, um, you, I don't know what you do on social media. What do you mean? But you garnered up a storm of, um, uh, a couple weeks ago. Slightly. With a, with a tweet and the tweet went something like this. I I ain't got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Hey, oh, Jackson Al, Jackson Al to the rescue. And it says. So let me put it in context, context. Okay. Oh, oh, wait. Okay. So I have a Twitter. I have a Twitter account. Okay. Uh, I, I, uh, his Far O'Brien. No, no. His handle. His handle is this. Sweet Baby Ray O'Brien. <laughs> I don't know why you chose that. What? Sweet Baby so, Ray. Is that your favorite barbecue? Twitter, so Twitter. I I got on Twitter. I don't know. Probably ten years ago. As, um, like as a news as a news source, um, and really I got on it sort of like you know just stuff going on in the church, stuff going on. Uh, in uh, the uh, uh, sorry, my phone's ringing. Yeah. Um, and uh, stuff going on like in sports. Yeah. Like I could follow Boston College. I could follow the Houston Astros. I could follow the Texans. I could follow all these things. Well, it turns out it it's a pretty decent tool for it can be. It can also be as people call it a hell site. Um, but it it can be a pretty decent tool for evangelization of just spreading the good news of the church of the teachings of the church. Um, things that are going on. So I've got on it when I was at Bishop Kelly as a way to promote the school and, and it did. So then I moved here and it, you know, and I had to kind of change anyway. So I, I periodically will post things about sort of life as a priest observations about, you know, things in the church and then trying to draw attention to the life of the parish. So on this particular day, and it was not a, just a day, it was like, I don't know. It's just kind of, I would I would say, not in a not in a bad way, but like the last year has been there's been a lot. You know, part of it is like the honeymoon is over mm-hmm. at the new at the new parish. We're getting into kind of you know difficult decisions and personnel stuff, and um, you know just trying to kind of it, it's a the the life in the parish, as beautiful as it is, can be kind of a kind of a grind. You know, when people say like, well, how, you know, how's the parish going? Um, you know, I often will respond like, no, we're just, you know, kind of day by day blocking and tackling, you know, it's the, kind of that fundamentals of just every day taking care of people and then also trying to look ahead and, and, and do the best that we can. But then what happens in the life of a parish, and you know this, and that is yeah. there are a lot of, there's a lot of opinions there's a lot of there can be gossip, uh-huh. and there can be misinformation, and so you put those things together, and what what it it begins to wear on a person, and then I would say generally speaking, self-revelatory here is like I don't really have like that thick of a skin. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's because I was like the youngest child or, you know, I don't know. There's probably all kinds of all kinds of reasons for it. But when you come, when people sort of come at you from lots of different angles 
about what we should be doing or what, what the parish should look like or what you should have done. So a lot of it is, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. you know, like, why did you, like, why did we do that? Um, one example is like kind of like Catholic Charities. So right now, so we, you know, we brought in Catholic Charities here in Stillwater. We had a good thing going, but then our, the person running it here in Stillwater like died suddenly. COVID happened. Um, and then it turned out that the, what we thought was going to work like didn't work as yeah. well. And so we, we pushed pause. And, and, and so right now there's not, Catholic Charities is not active in Stillwater. Well, people look at that and they're like, well, what happened? And I'm like, well, the person who was running it died suddenly and COVID and like we didn't, it, it didn't work as well as we thought of. Maybe for those reasons, maybe for others. But people are quick to like, well, why did, then why did we even do it? Like, why did we spend all, you know, this money? And it's like, well, the person in charge of it died, COVID. And, you know, so like you explain, but then like pe sometimes people don't read it or like read what you put out. And so it starts to kind of wait now and I'm the pastor. And so things obviously fall on my lap. Um, and so on this one particular day, I sat down and I wrote out a tweet and I don't regret it because I think it's true. I, 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 and I think, I'm reading the response and right I think now. people, I think people should be aware of it. Um, and it's not just my own experience. You know, Father Kerry, you, you, you know, priests, you went, you went to college, you went to seminary conception in Missouri and then in Denver. Yep. I went yep. to St. Minor in Indiana. So we know priests all over the country. We know the priests of our own diocese, some of whom are, are really having a hard time. We know priests in other places, many of whom are having a hard time. And it doesn't seem to be getting better. There's polarization in the church. There are, there's, you know, there can be kind of a lack of accountability. Oh gosh, look there are, there's like there are hundreds of people that responded to this. There aren't a lot of, you know, re there aren't as many resources for priests. There are now more Catholics. So we have more people, um, which is great. Uh, we're now doing things in multiple languages. Uh, and priests are, have like kind of been given the task of being kind of mini like CEOs of little, of like small businesses. And are we, you know, are we trained to do that yeah. or are we supposed to learn on the job? So there's all these sort of hosts. Okay. That's the, that's the context. Do you want to, do you want to read it? I, I, uh, one of my favorite ones, it was like a mom and dad. It was a, it was a, someone who wrote a joke and he's like, it reminds me of a joke of a mom and dad walking out of church and complaining about the homily and their 12 year old son said, what do you expect for a dollar a week? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, that's not true. Our people are awesome. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, this is. So what happens on Twitter, if you're not familiar with Twitter, is you can, you, can post, like the... you can post something and then people can respond or people can like yeah. quote, quote it like they they send it out to all their people. But the, the, the killer number on there. It, so Twitter now says like how many people have seen it. Yeah. Like it's views. And how many people have seen it? Hundred and twenty four thousand. Hundred and forty four thousand views. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of views. I okay, so I just I just went through it. Did you read it? I, I just took a look at it. And I, I, I have What was the tweet? Uh that was the that was the funny tweet. 
Um, of uh, and it was right down there of the. Uh, but did you read it? Oh, I didn't read it. Oh, 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 sorry, I didn't. I was reading all the jokes. What is? And I was reading all the statements and like, and some of them were some of them were just, I mean, absolutely dumb. It's like pull your head out of your butt. Come on, seriously, people, are you this? You have no idea what a what a Catholic priest does. And I think that's where did we're I just saying. say that? <laughs> okay, here it is from um, Father Brian O'Brien at F R O'Brien. The expectations on parish priests in the United States are not realistic. The church in the U.S. should expect early retirements, more sabbatical requests, more priests actively thinking about leaving, and others who will burn out. I'll read it again so you just hear it. That's it. The expectations of parish priests in the United States are not realistic. The church in the U.S. should expect early retirements, more sabbatical requests, more priests actively thinking about leaving, and others who will burn out. Okay, well, well written. Oh, well written, O'Brien. I, uh, you know that is that the, true? Yeah. I, uh, you know, when the, I, I'm just thinking of like all the all the church closures in, around the United States because of the ethnic churches in the United States were sort of like people went their separate ways, and you know the Irish and the French churches across the street, and so people were like, oh my gosh, like we have to save these, but we don't have enough priests to cover all those parishes because those people left, um, and those 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 ethnic groups are no longer there. So uh, a a business model restructuring of the church in the United States, I don't think goes to the megachurch model that the Protestants uh, chose because that doesn't seem to be working for them. It doesn't seem to bring bringing more Christians into the fold. So the, a, a restructuring, a new way of thinking has to be done uh, about this. And you know, like I have buddies in the priesthood fraternity of St. Peter and um, buddies in the uh, Institute of Christ the King, and their parishes are tiny. They have two priests for 400 people. Uh, your home parish in Houston, Texas, has how many Catholic priests? 8,000 families. How many priests? Two. Two priests. 8,000. So that's eight times the size of St. Francis Xavier. And they have the same, the same number of priests. Yeah, and so we have at St. John about 700 college students that come to Mass, if you put it all together. And we have two priests. Okay, um, the fraternity parish, Most Precious Blood in Tulsa, has probably 300 families. Yeah, something like that. And they have two priests. Yep. Like, okay, great. Now, what do we do to help out these, like, larger parishes, or do they— or they do they need help, or do you need to start building smaller parishes and restructure this whole model of doing church organizational business so that priests can get back to what we're, we're supposed to be doing? It was in the reading from the Acts of the Apostles last Sunday, and it said, why did they select deacons? And it's because, you know, I, at the first time I read That's it— my favorite line in all of Scripture— even some priests were becoming obedient to the faith. <laughs> I found it funny because I was listening to I, I was I, I listened to it and then I read it and I thought these twelve apostles are just lazy bums. Like that's what they're doing. They're just lazy bums, and they're just like okay, they're saints, of course, so they're not lazy bums. Okay, wh why would you invent deacons then? Why would you invent this this or, this order of the clergy that didn't exist? And I thought about it all week, and I prayed about it, and I said, but what is the 12 apostles wanting to do? It's not that they want to ignore the poor and the hungry and those people who need money. They need to do what their number one job is, 
is prayer. It says prayer and the ministry of the word. That's their job, prayer and ministry of the word. And the role of a priest, if we're priests like the 12 apostles are priests, then we have a role which is prayer and the ministry of the word. Yes, there are all these other things. We also have to have people um, helping us out. Luckily, I have an amazing staff and fantastic volunteers just like you. Yeah, and, no, I, and, that, and that definitely helps. And I think my, you know, it kind of like kind of coming out of that, kind of reflecting on what I wrote and like responses to that. And, and, and then, I mean, I'm, you know, priests, like we get, like everybody, you know, you kind of go through ups and downs or moments of like, like frustration or, you know, sort of feeling like, oh, like this is like, is this worth it? Is it, uh, and like, it's not like a, it's not like a cry for help and it's not like, oh no, his, is his vocation in trouble? Like, no, but the, I think just the idea, and I think our, our podcast kind of helps for the, for those who, who listen, like, I guess I just want to say that like it's harder than it looks. <laughs> is that is that accurate? Because uh, yeah. I think people don't see like the stuff in between, you know. So like you know Sunday. I mean, and, and I don't, and I don't I don't really I've never I don't think I've ever met anyone who thinks this. But the the, the old sort of the old idea like what is what does Father do all week? Sleeps like, in the in back view. In between, you know, in between Sundays, um, and and I f- I actually find Sundays are I wake up later on Sundays. On Sundays I wake up at six. Oh, okay. And on weekdays I wake up at five. Yeah. Um, I like look forward to Sundays because like it's like another like a little extra hour. Yeah. Um, Sundays are busy, but are are I don't know are just kind of more focused. But during during the week, the days, yeah, are they're just like really full, and so then you know, so this, this is my frustration is you have sort of a full day, where, you know, but when there that's funerals, marriage prep, uh, administrative meetings, building related things, yep, yep, and then like someone sort of like lobs a bomb, drops a bomb on you about something that. You, so I, I'll give you an example. This happened last week. I get a call from a parishioner who heard from somebody else that there was this family and uh, this this family that I had gone to see several months ago. They're home, like kind of homebound. Yep. And we 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 have somebody go every week. Okay. From this parish, visits them, prays with them, and brings them Holy Communion. Well, I saw them a few months ago. This person heard it from this other person, and it came to me that the, the sort of the rumor among this sort of friend group was, and their priests their priests only have has have only visited them once, and I was like, what? I mean, that's true, but the parish is there, like every someone is there every week. Yeah. Well, I find that stuff like massively frustrating. Insulting. It's insulting. Because how many people do you have homebound? Fifty. Okay. And how many hours does it take to do a homebound visit? Two. I, I know none of this I'm asking you. Yeah. I mean to so you, to get there, visit. Yeah. And like really visit. Like 
and anoint them and bring Holy Communion. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I'm really good at math numbers and times of day. How many hours are in a day? I mean, it, that, it's, it's a month's worth of work just to yeah. visit the homebound. If you were to do it and, and start over hard, again. It's hard. Yeah. It's, and, it's, and it's hard. And it's rewarding and beautiful. And we do it. I mean, that's the thing is like we do it. Um, but also we do it when, well, like when people request it. So anyway, so you just like the, those kind of things. And I, and then I'm like, man, why does that like, why does that bother me so much? But, but it does. Yeah. Like okay. it's, yeah. Like it's kind of insulting. It's, I think kind of like, uh, you know, and we're not in it like for the recognition, but like, really? Like that's what you're coming. That's what you're coming with. Or like we, you know, and you've done this where like you put sort of your heart and soul into, into something. Uh, an event of some sort and like it's good and it yep. turns out well and then like after someone sort of lobs in well i really wish it would have started at six instead of seven <laughs> and you're just like now most i think we have it easy compared to many because in our parish in our parishes we have a lot of support and good and good and good people yep I feel bad for priests who are having to close parishes, merge parishes. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, who are who are sort of overseeing sort of the death of a of a parish. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. And then on the other side, you know, I look at my, my whole parish in Houston, you know, which is which is just massive. Those guys worn out like rented mules. Yeah. yeah. It, okay, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one at you. Um. Given that, given that we're going to go down this road, so I, I'm taking a sabbatical. We were sitting here on this, uh, right here in this living room. I don't know what about nine months ago, when that priest came to do the wedding, January 2022 from Bismarck. Yep. So it wasn't nine months ago. It was January 2022. <laughs> <laughs> so and he said, he just looked at me and he goes, "You need a sabbatical after you finish this building project." I was like, "What?" And that was like God's divine foreknowledge that he put into that dude to tell me that because I need one. I can, I can feel it. And, and I, I mean, I'm not a lazy bum. I try to be holy. I pray a lot. You're not. So anyway, uh, that was, that was a really, uh, an interesting moment because then I asked why, and he said, you need to change your gears and the way you're thinking from us, from just, um, fundraising building to being a pastor of a parish again. The hardest thing, you know, uh, what I hear from my buddies, and I'm kind of jealous, is they go to work every day, and when they come home from work, they're done with work, and they get to spend time with their family. I, I, I in a way, if you were a priest, and it would go like this, if you were the, a priest and you were married, this is why when I was given the option as a Byzantine to get married, I had already discerned priestly celibacy already, but it looked like this, 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m., I'm praying, working out, and uh, getting ready for liturgy, getting ready for Mass. And then it's meetings, evangelization, and then stuff in the evening. Like it goes like, uh, I was just out at a baseball game with Carly and Blake Bostick the other day. And I said, this is the first time on a Sunday I've been out of the building before 9.30 p.m. Yep. I show up, I get there at 7.30 to make sure everything's working in the building, and I finish about 9.30 p.m. and I go home. And that's not, uh, uh, it's not odd that that yeah. happens. You know, one day a week I take my day off, my Sabbath. But if you, 
what I'm jealous with my, my friends who work is they go home and it's like done. They get to hang out with their kids. They get to take their kids to sports. Yeah. I mean, some of those tweets were like, dad and mom never get off or we're just going to take a sabbatical. Well, you can also, I mean, you can, you can tell, tell your kids you're not playing sports. You can tell your kids you're doing your homework. What about, I mean, this is my life when 40 of your friends, best friends show up and like, can we come to dinner too? And you're like, what? <laughs> I mean, it, it is, it is, it is a beautiful life. I love being a priest. I'm not complaining about it. Be like, oh my gosh, I wish I had become a priest. No, it's beautiful. and I love it. I think we need a different business model to take this from good to great. It's like, what do we do best in the world at? What do priests do best in the world at? And that's why we need, I mean, like, yeah, in, there's in, a, these, in these room, especially in the remote towns, like Robert Duck, he's got three parishes. It's like, who helps him with that administration? So he can go do an evangel. There was that shooting down there in um, Henrietta. Yeah. It's like, how is he given the ability to go out and minister to people when he's also, he's like, oh, I got to cancel all these events in order to go do that and minister to these people. It's, it, it is, it's tough. And so people complain like, oh, like, well, we, we can't understand our priests. They're from Nigeria or Vietnam or somewhere in Central Africa or, you know, they're South Americans. And we can't understand them. It's like, well, y'all need uh, at the heart of it to encourage your, your children to sacrifice their lives. Because, like, I think in, a, in the United States, we don't know how to sacrifice. Until blood gets spilt of martyrdom, and I doubt there will be very few because most Catholics are so comfortable not sacrificing their lives, even on the left and the right, the tradies and the liberals are both, they're like, they're in their lanes. Are we willing to like have, like give our lives over to service of the church? If we really believe this is Jesus's church, then we should be asking our priests, how can I help you so that you can do the thing that only you can do, which is help this place grow in holiness? Sorry. Wow. Don't put that in a tweet. I won't. I, I just listen. I mean, I, I think of uh, of Wolf down there at the shrine. Oh yeah, it's wild. Yeah, Oklahoma City. It's like, it's, I mean, I think we have enough priests in the in the diocese of Tulsa to run our show. Oklahoma, I don't think Oklahoma City does. Yeah. Houston definitely doesn't. We could use a few more. Yeah, we could always use a few more, and we do. We have I don't know, fourteen, seventeen guys in seven hundred now. Yeah, the the I think the interesting thing in that. So I think there's sort of a twofold answer here. And part part of it is us, and then part of it is whoever might be listening to this. So on us, and this is something I got. So this is like I got kind of challenged on this, and I and as I in the moment it was like uncomfortable and like made me, for lack of being articulate, it made me feel bad. Um, like a challenge from a parishioner who I love and 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 respect, and it was like your. Like you gotta like let stuff go, like you're you're trying to kind of have your hand in let it go, yeah, let it go. And so one, you know, and 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 so it was. It was an uncomfortable conversation, but one that you know that I'm glad took place. Yeah. So what happened out of that, or kind of you know numerous things, um, I sort of pulled out of a couple different things, trusting that the people doing it. So basically to kind of, they're going to, they're going to keep me informed, yep. but they're, but they're doing it. Started up, uh, you know, a, a couple other different things um, and working on, so, you know, passing on 
uh, passing along to, to others certain things, both to kind of free up the schedule to be able to have some more uh-huh. uh, down downtime, uh, but then also to be available for the things that in a in a parish who is the only who are the only people who can celebrate mass you priests who are the only people who can hear confessions you priests um, we're not the only people who can do weddings and baptisms deacons deacons can do that. Um, but you know who 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 knows uh, finances the best? Not me. Not priests, right? So I think that's on us. And then I would say to your point, the the challenge to the people is to 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 be helpful. How how can I be helpful to kind of do in a in a in the best sense, sort of do your job, which is to be a holy and wonderful lay person, be generous to the church, not just with your money, but with your with your time and talent, um, and then I think the other thing is when I would just say this before your before you sort of lob out a bomb of criticism about an event or something happening in the parish, it's not that we don't invite that because we want to get better. I think we both do, but like, how is it coming across? Um, is it like, is it going to be helpful, uh, or, or not? Yeah. And then I think the time, it, and it's sa- the same is true in like marriages, you know, when your spouse gets home from work, you don't sort of lob, jump, jump right in with everything that's wrong with them. Um, and so kind of the time and the place, yeah, uh, I think is important, uh, right after mass, not the time. Yeah. Uh, and we got to be able to do the thing that we need to do. Which is say, Father in heaven, what do you want to do to build up your kingdom yeah. here? And I can't do that if and I'm what's my what's my role? Yep, exactly. It's our job as priests. All right. There it is. Boom shakalaka. See you next week. Peace.